and welcome to Movie Film Studios, the only podcast that takes you inside the mind of two film studio executives as we unravel and then re-ravel the best that Hollywood has to offer. I'm Isaac. And I'm AJ. And this week we're talking about the man who's gone on to take credit for the music of a band that doesn't exist, all while trying to survive a week at a festival. But before we get into something new, it's time for something old as we check in on our last feature in Box Office Report. Uh, last week we released the film Triple X Presents... Uh, Marlowe and Asherman Marlowe. Yes. Uh, the uh, historical uh, uh, retelling of obscure characters as they journey through the world of extreme sports, tracking down an assassin <laughs> for Henry VIII at the behest of Queen Elizabeth I. Indeed. Uh, so, some good news. All right, good. Um, we always like to hear that. But not for the film itself. All right, okay, we don't like to hear that. I know, I know. We decided that we would do a little bit of research for this film, right? Get a little bit of historical, uh, historical Don't rather, tell accuracy. Me that. Well, C- cursory glance of Wikipedia showed yeah. me just how wrong I was in some of those points. This is the thing. I mean, the two main characters, historically speaking, uh, according to established fact, did not live in the same they did. time period. They did. They, briefly, they, rather. Very briefly. Very I think, briefly. I think, I think um, Christopher Marlowe was eight the time that Roger Asham died. So yes. they had an eight-year eight, eight year overlap. Yes. Probably not enough to go adventuring around the world together. Uh, you'd think that. That's what the history books tell you. Asham, however, you said he died while um, the other one was 11? Yeah. He didn't die. He didn't die. He did not die. Uh, we did some incredibly in-depth research into historical archives that I'm not going to tell you how we got them or what palace we had to stumble into to find them, uh, but we found them and we found out that he didn't actually die. See, I mean, that's really weird that you mentioned that. He because, just vanished. Because no, it, the Wikipedia entry that I read mm. couldn't accurately list his birthday. Yeah. They're like, we kind of guessed that it might be around here. Yeah. So they don't really know where he came from. Exactly. They don't really know where he went to. Yep. He could very easily have, have been a contemporary of that uh, that Christopher Marlowe. Well, that's exactly what happened. And now we've been uh, written into the history books ourselves for discovering the fact that uh, Roger Asham... He lived. All right. Is, is that why in the trailer it said based on a true story? Exactly. All right. Okay. There based you go. on the true story that we just found out about. And that's it. So, uh, yeah, the film's done okay, I guess. But really, the, uh, the surprise for us and the surprise for the studio is that we've been written into the history books for finding yeah. out something go new out, about go, British history. Buy, buy some stocks in, in the history book yeah. publishers because they're going to have to rewrite those things yep. and send them out to the school kids. All you young aspiring historians out there, let this be an example too. If you are trying to find... Uh, a newly discovered fact or find out something about history, try and make a movie first. All right, okay, yeah. And then you'll find <laughs> some all of, your Some answers. of it's true, apparently. Yeah, there you go. exactly. But the film itself, like, just... That's fine. I mean, I suppose it was a triple X film, so yeah. mediocre box, box office Pretty report, much, uh, yeah. takings. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, all right. On to this week in trailers. And first trailer for you today is... Yesterday, directed by Danny Boyle and starring Himesh Patel, Lily James and Kate McKinnon. This was my last gig. If it has happened by now, it's like a miracle. Miracles happen. What happened? Oh. Electricity flicked off all over the world. She- <laughs> Yesterday, Ellie bought you a present. All my troubles seem wow. so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in 
the day. When did you write that? I didn't write it. Paul McCartney wrote it. The Beatles. Who? So this is a this is I didn't know where this was going when it uh, when it started. Um, but uh, the trailer goes: uh, Himesh Patel riding his bike one day, well, one uh, night rather. It establishes that he's a struggling musician yep, first. Yep. Um, he's riding his bike one day. All the power goes out to London instantly, uh, and he crashes. He's hit um, by a car. He's hit by a car. Crashes. Wakes up um, and is recovering, and then is on holiday somewhere and just happens to play yesterday the Beatles song on guitar. And uh, all of his friends are just like, what is that? What song is that? Did you did you just write that? And it turns out that he is now in a world where the Beatles never existed. Yeah. As far as we can tell, all of the rest of history happened exactly the same exactly up until the this same. point. Somehow. Somehow Coldplay exists. Yep. Fix You apparently is the best song. Ed Sheeran is, Ed Sheeran is, is a musician. There, yep. um, except the Beatles just never happened. Never happened. So, And then it sort of goes on that he starts... I guess, uh, releasing Beatles songs as if he has created them. Yeah. So and he becomes he, this overnight sensation. He's, he's playing Let It Be on the piano. Yeah. And like, uh, his mum's like, what, what did you call that? Leave It Be? <laughs> no, it's Let It Be. It's, it's very funny. It really sort of hit me by surprise because yeah. I thought it was going to be like the, the down on your luck street musician mm. sort of thing. But then it has this sort of kooky premise yeah. that really kind of lifts the film. And then it obviously goes off into this whirlwind yeah. adventure of him uh becoming famous on the back of other people's songs yep. and everyone going, how is it that you are such a talented, creative songwriter yeah. and him struggling to deal with both the fame and his fraudulent nature. Exactly. Um, yeah. And it's got, as you said, like a plethora of, uh, I think, I don't even know who shows up in this. Ed Sheeran shows Ed up Sheeran, in this. James Corden shows up as himself, like as a talk show host. And he's got um, uh, the main character. He's got Himesh Patel on his show. Um to talk about his his music and so on, and then he gets him to like create a song on the fly, on the fly, and he writes something. Yeah, George he, Harrison's beautiful, beautiful yeah, song, something in the and way it's you move. Just, I mean, look, I'm a sucker. I love for, the Beatles. For Beatles music. I, I'm very uh, much. It's one of the only, <laughs> only bands that I listen to, <laughs> and so they've that's really right up my alley. The alternate um, kooky universe yeah, things yeah. right up my alley. Yeah, um, Himesh Patel can sing and play songs as well yeah. which is really nice yep. um, the the likes of Danny Boyle makes it look like when he's doing, doing shooting the big stadium scenes yep. and the big concerts he's actually like it's full of people the lighting's yeah. alright he's yep. got the big budget know how to make it look good yep. uh yeah, it, it, it looks great. It looks fun. Uh, according to Wikipedia, Paul and Ringo are in the film. Oh, really? At some point, and I just like, ah, I hope it's. I hope they're playing characters. I hope it's better than Pirates <laughs> of the Caribbean Five. Paul McCartney, because yeah, that was true. horrendous. Yeah. So, oh, so well. kudos, Danny Boyle. Good job for leaving the James Bond project to do this instead, because this looks. Did, did he way drop better. off the he James did, Bond? He did. Oh, okay. oh wait, did he? Yes, he did. He okay. did. The new one's being directed by someone else. Next film for you today is. Shaft, directed by Tim Story and starring Samuel L. Jackson, Jesse T. Usher, and Richard Roundtree. Hi, I'm I'm just I'm I'm looking for Shaft. Mm-hmm. Who's asking? John Shaft Jr. Your son. My son? Junior? Yeah. You know, they say that cat Shaft is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Ignore him. He thinks he's a black James Bond. That dude was real. He think it was me. 
if you go pursue this investigation, I'm gonna have to babysit your ass. Damn! Oh, look at here! How long's it been? Hmm, never long enough. Lady Syphilis, Madam Chlamydia, it's lovely to meet you both. That's Junior's mama. She'll look better. So this is the third film. The third film called Shaft. Shaft. It's the second one starring Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. It's the second one starring Richard Roundtree. No. No, he was. It's, was it in cameo in the in the? Uh, he was. It's the fifth one starring Richard Roundtree. I mean, I was talking specifically of the films oh, called Shaft. Of the, yeah, was he, he was in all of them. He, he was in the he even was, in the two thousand. Yep. Oh, there you go. He's yeah. been in all three. Um, originally a TV series back from back in the sixties yep. about a smooth talking. Uh, police officer yep. with that soundtrack by Isaac Hayes yep. um, uh, and this looks completely different from, I've, I've, very different my yeah. really only exposure to this has been both The Simpsons yep. <laughs> and uh, and also uh, the 2000 film that Samuel L. Jackson uh, yes. was in which was yep. very sort of badass I'm going to solve a crime because I'm a private detective I don't yep. care if you've stripped my badge away from me yep. um, I'm going to patrol the mean streets of Harlem and, and make my neighbourhood safe yep. this kind of feels a bit screwball-y yeah. um, in a way where um, uh, Samuel L. Jackson is still Shaft his uh, son Junior Shaft Junior <laughs> shows up um, yep. and is being taken along and he's a bit of a, a nerdy kind of character who's a bit yeah. fish out of water yep. inexperienced and then Shaft's dad shows up. Shaft Senior. Shaft yep. Senior. So does it make it Shaft the Third? Uh, anyway, Possibly, yeah. Um, shows up. So Richard Roundtree, the original Shaft, shows up. Yeah. And then they start doing things like abseiling down the <laughs> buildings and smashing their way through glass yeah, uh, on yeah. ropes. And uh, nerdy um, son can't get through the glass. And badass Samuel L. Jackson and uh, can and slightly older Richard Roundtree's yep. like a geriatric still, still pulling guns along, on people. Yeah. Uh, it totally feels much more of a comedy than than any of the yeah. other shaft things yep. i've seen but i just yeah, I, mean, I, I just i can't understand why they called it shaft i just don't understand this is an interesting case because it's a film that maintains continuity with the film that came out in 71 so they're all related they're all meant to sit in the same universe uh, but in a way that they didn't plan it, but still works out really, really it's, well. It's Halloween all over again. Isn't yeah, it, it is. Speaking it's, it's of like a, that. having the original um, main actress or actor come back yeah. for a film forty yep. years later, that's yep. called exactly the same thing as the original film. Yep. Yep. Uh, maybe that's just what this year is. Yeah, I, exactly. I, I, I don't know what other films we're gonna get. <laughs> Jaws. <laughs> it's just Richard <laughs> Dreyfus as an old man just shows up as the boat captain for that's no right, reason. Yeah, and then the relative of the original shark is also there as well so it's just a big family beef after what how many years oh man 75 so that's like that's many years i, I assume <laughs> people tell me uh, um, six, uh, 44 years or there something you go. Yeah. yeah i mean the shark's progeny by now would be out and about doing yeah. things so yeah so could definitely yeah look reboot jaws <laughs> reboot jaws and make it a, a direct sequel to just the first one but also you have to call it jaws yeah exactly. you can't call it jaws five the yeah. the revenging or whatever <laughs> they they came up with some pretty stupid they, titles yeah, for the later actually. Jaws films. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jaws 4 was a revenge film. It <laughs> I was. I forgot about yeah. that. All right, on to the final film for this week's trailer, which is The Festival, directed by Ian Morris and starring Joe Thomas, Hamid Animashorn, and Claudia O'Doherty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
That's not good. What the hell are you doing in my car? Oi! I'm gonna call the police! You a fan of the Inbetweeners? Uh, I mean, I've not really seen enough to tell you either way, I guess. Because so. Ian Thomas, who did this, was the creator of the Inbetweeners. It yes. has that very sort of, that same sort of feel of yeah. a coming of age, uh, the sort of quintessential experiences as you grow up. Um, in between, it was very much those experiences in high school. Yeah. My experiences with music festivals have been sort of sort of university and post-university. I don't like music festivals. I don't like the number of people. I don't like it sweaty. It's hot and it's uncomfortable. Yep. And this film is pretty much showing you the same things of just like people having a bad time at festivals and going, well, I'm supposed to experience this. It's a coming of age thing, but I'm not really enjoying myself quite as much as everyone else around me seems to. Yep. Um, So Joe Thomas, uh, who's playing the lead character, um, we basically just follow him and his exploits in a, I'm assuming like a week long festival. It must be. I think it's supposed to be a a Glastonbury parallel where there's actually people camping out. It's a day long thing. Yep. Um, he, you know, he wakes up, passed out in the back of the car. He's got a nipple piercing. He's, yep. yeah. Um, he's wearing like bright pink lycra pants as well. And then a family knocks on his, on the car and says, what are you doing in my car? Which I don't like as a joke because I assume that if you are going to that festival and you kind of know what you're expecting, you there, know, the kind you of know people. that someone and like who leaves their car unlocked in a place like that? Like <laughs> how did that situation arise that yeah. a random guy got into the car without breaking into it like without no, breaking a window there's no glass <laughs> out of the back and seat, then yeah. why would you as a family go there and just be so shocked and outraged that there's a random person in the car that you forgot to lock i mean yeah anyway um this has a few cameos from, there's a few from cameos versus, yes, uh, from from actors whose names Noel i can Fielding, pronounce um jermaine, jermaine clement, clement uh, uh nick frost as well oh appears yeah he's at in some them. point yeah, yeah. so uh, uh, I, I vaguely recall him from the trailer holding up a prosthetic leg yep something like that yeah so look uh, if you're a fan of that kind of out in betweeners sort of gross out comedy, I always assume that the in betweeners was like, like the it, it does t- uh, again. I don't want to defend the in betweeners. The first couple of seasons are very very uh, nuanced yeah. in the way that you sort of uh, they sort of do their humor just through shared human experiences. Yep, and then it gets to sort of the movies, the later seasons, the movies and the films, and it's very much oh we're going to get pooed and peed on. Yeah. And I'm like I don't appreciate that quite as much as the hey you know that. Ex- uh, you know, awkward experience when you're making out with a girl at a <laughs> yeah. uh, a caravan park, and I'm just like, this is just hitting way too close to home <laughs> of my experiences of being like an awkward 15 and 16 year old boy. So, yeah. uh, in between, he's hit the mark very well. Yep. I I don't know. This this seems to ring through to my experience. Uh, again, the humor's not really kind of where I want it yeah. to be, but I, I think it, it could be a fun sort of romp through. We're a new generation. Exactly. We're old millennial farts now. Like <laughs> our our time has passed. Uh. Anyway, go and see that sometime last year, actually, yeah, if you're so in the UK. If you are in the UK, you'd be away talking about this. This came out in August. <laughs> it is getting some limited release here in Australia Excellent. Uh, yep. over the next couple of months, which is why we decided to talk about it now. Yeah, why not? Because, you know, our, our international audience <laughs> is so varied. Hello, international audience. <laughs> exactly. Who have already seen this film. <laughs> All two of you. Exactly. All right. Those are the trailers for this week's episode. But of course, before we can do anything with those, we're going to have to take a little walk over to the green room. And here we are. Let's have a quick recap of this week's films. We have an alternate universe music, uh, musical comedy 
uh, uh, love romantic y Danny Boyle esque. Yeah, film. it's a very, very, it's sort of <laughs> genre defying, but sure, let's go with that. It's a Danny Boyle esque film. Made like like by, Sunshine. Made, yeah, yeah, and there was that other Danny Boyle like film called Slumdog Millionaire. Slumdog. That was pretty boilish. Yeah. Uh, we also have. And 28 Days Later, don't forget that. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that one too, yeah. He doesn't really fit very well inside a genre. <laughs> so when you say Danny Boyle-esque, you're kind of really <laughs> casting just, a very wa- whatever he wants. And so it's like an alternate universe musical adventure. Great. We also have... A uh, generational reboot of yep. a cop drama. Sure. Black exploitation cop drama from the 70s. Sure. <laughs> And finally, we have... A coming-of-age event with gross-out humour. Great. Now, I chose uh, last episode. So the honour goes to you. Mm, Interesting one. There's a few here that we haven't done before. Yeah. I I really... As as of all the trailers that we watched, I am definitely going to watch Yesterday as a film. Yep. I think it's too genre-defying for us to use it as the kernel. Yep. And I don't think we've done, like, a coming-of-age kind of, like, moments from your childhood kind of thing yeah. in a while. I think we did it once, yeah. and it turned into, like, a Buffy fan club <laughs> thing. But uh, I think I'd like to do that. I think that the coming-of-age... Right. Um, we so, pick- the festival. The festival is the kernel for this week's film. Okay, great. So, is there any particular aspect of your childhood that you'd like to mine for creative? I don't think we go childhood. I think yeah. we go with that uh, uh, millennial generation yep. of who are now just about to leave school. Yep. They're, they're about to um, maybe go to university. I don't know yep. what the millennials are up to. Well, they're probably okay. still <laughs> playing Fortnite and watching YouTubes. <laughs> Um, <laughs> this is the problem, though. So maybe those millennials are like five years younger than us, and that's a lifetime yeah. in this day and age. Uh, so I think we do that. There, there's a thing in Australia called schoolies where they go yep. off and party for a bit. I think that's like probably break. hitting yeah hitting a bit too close to the home home of the um, the uh, in betweeners. Yep. Pretty much did a let's go to on a to a, a party thing to to Greece yep. was the the first film, but something like that. Maybe like the first. Um, maybe do O Week. Did you ever? Did you ever participate in oh, O Week vaguely. activities at university? Yep. So orientation week for anyone that's not well versed, and that is the uh, pre week of uh, yeah before classes, so before start, classes start. And it's the uh, an opportunity for first year university students to get a taste of a uh, university, yeah, university life. life they yeah. tend to put on weird events, weird markets and stalls where you can join mm. clubs and societies. Yep. There's parties. There's events. There's um. Yep. What's, a lot to do and a lot to take in, and it is very, very overwhelming. Yeah. What are they? Uh, is it college in in the US for the uh, for the for our one US uh, yeah. listener? Is so it, I would yeah in um in the US they say going to college rather than university. Yeah. So. so there you go. So whatever the equivalent is in America, that's what it is for us here. Uh, so yeah, OWEC sounds good. I, there's I mean a lot of happens too. It's a lot of like uh, stalls uh, trying to sort of. Um, get you to sign up for various uh, extracurricular activities. Um, a lot of societies as well that sort of want you to join up their, I don't know, what do they have? like Cirque you know, Sock and Medieval Sock. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. The, uh, the comedy people, the drama. Yeah, group, comedy and drama. It's, it's your very people. sort of... There are a lot of... There's even sort of young liberals and young labor trying oh, to get yeah. you to join political yep. movements. Yep. Uh, Asian food societies. Yep. There's anything that you can think of the yep. university will have a society for. Right. I had a bit of a different um, O-Week experience in that I went to a residential college yep. uh, in where you're also in the same building with a hundred other people who are also first years mm. and also 
200 people who have been through the experience of O-Week and want to sort of uh, punish you somewhat. Yep. So my first night, well, my first morning there, we're woken up at 4.30 a.m. Yep. And made to do sit-ups and push-ups in the courtyard while yeah. people stood on the balcony and dumped buckets of water on you. And the, the hazing, yeah. The, it, is, it is very sort of hazing. Then you sort of have to run for like five kilometers down to the beach and then they yep. put on a... It's like, oh, you know, this big sort of experience of sort of bonds people together and you get to the beach and they've put on bacon and egg barbecue for you so it's like hey we just treated you horribly yeah. here's something nice and it's this very <laughs> stick and carrot kind of <laughs> approach it, to, to bonding yeah, young it's uh, much nicer impress- than the US version which is just stick a lot of stick <laughs> yeah. there's no carrot if the the um, American films about hazing are uh, to be believed they take it a little oh, bit uh, yeah. a little bit further than that it has calmed down a bit I think that in the last sort of Jeez, when was like college 15 years ago? Probably. Um, uh, it has t- been tamed down a bit more because, you know, making sure people's yeah. mental health and making sure people aren't feeling bullied is is taken into a lot more consideration. Yeah, basically people aren't stupid these days. Yes, but uh, there's, there's significantly less that people get away with. And I, yep. to be fair, that's good because... Uh, there's there's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes mm. and while you know maybe only be one or two people who feel ostracized or feel pressure yep. it is a very young and impressionable age yep. and uh, it can really affect with people's mental health yes indeed uh, so we we do not condone it but we for the purposes of this film we will be but making we will something exploit about it. it for entertainment exactly. and uh, money making <laughs> so here's what I suggest we do with this whole concept because I love it um, I think we need to do ragtag ragtag seems to be like the the, the the way that you do these kind of comedies is you always, you never go for the jocks. You never go for like the people that have it all going on in college. You go for the ragtag group of people that are somewhat repressed but still trying to do their best. So I feel that we, we look at either a society or a group that is trying to do hazing but they just can't do it well. So all the ideas that they have for oh, hazing right. are just bad and they all go wrong and they all are... Like, just don't have the effect that they're looking for. See, I was going for the other side of the coin where... Because if you're saying that it's the society trying to do the hazing, yep. then we're suggesting it's not told from the perspective of the young people who are experiencing this all from the first for the first time. No, I I, I mean, I don't think it should be. I, I, I definitely a, think it should be. You think it should? Because, like, if you're going with the festival-style humour or the in-betweener-style humour... Yep. You're telling the story from the people that the shitty things are happening to. True. Not the not the drunk guy who's just peeing in the middle of the field and <laughs> happens to pee over John uh, Joe Thomas's uh, face. It's, yep. It is from Joe Thomas being peed on. It's from him waking up with the the, the yeah, shitty nipple that's true. ring. All um, right. So uh, first years, uh, what are they doing? What- well, this is the thing. Like. Uh, a lot of people use university as an opportunity to reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think you, if we're going for the same sort of style thing, it is probably people who were not well known in high school who yep. uh, weren't popular. And they're just like, all right, now's the opportunity where we go rebrand. We, yep. Maybe we do again without actually stealing the idea from that horrible Jim Carrey film. Yes, man. <laughs> they probably are making a pact of like this, this O week. Yep. We have to try everything. Yep. We have to, we, we, are going to find ourselves mm-hmm. and by finding ourselves everybody who approaches us to ask us to do something yep. we are doing that thing okay and so it's an exploration through the young liberals through <laughs> young labor through the asian food society through yep. magic sock through uh the comedy society <laughs> through nuts through the amateur djs through Jeez. medieval sock through cirque sock. all right cool um, so what if we reframed those uh societies as like warring factions as well uh, sort of like um, mobsters and cartels. That and- is, I think. All right, that's not bad. And you definitely have your end of act 
uh, Act 2 um, low point there yeah. where people who used to be friends have now been pulled asunder yeah. and pulled into these societies that yep. hate each other and yep. are pitted against each other yep. and then the final act has to be them resolving their differences and going hey <laughs> these are a bunch of like people who are pretending to be adults but are probably still only like 20 <laughs> and they seem like they act like they've got the world figured out but they're not that much older than us and yeah they, yeah exactly you know. uh, or even like I mean it could even just be an ending where like actual adults step in and just go what the hell are you yeah, guys doing exactly um all right cool i like this i also like the idea that like these societies all have to break at the same time to do exams as well so like there's a there's a but weird this is, like this is o-week exams are no, for know, another 10 like, weeks aj if, this is the time to have fun is, and let loose is this film going to be just about one week or will it be like no, a one okay, week one it week, is it fine. is one it is o-week it is the events that happen in the seven days of yep. a week all right cool so we're gonna have uh, a, a series of confrontations between different societies at O Week, uh, who are trying to. I think they should be trying to recruit this person. Oh, absolutely, I think it's a, a maybe a group of three friends. Yep, and they all say yes. They have to say yes to everything. Yep, and then you have sort of people who exploit that more than others. People who go, "Hey, we we." need people we're desperate yeah and you've said yes you're the first people who've said yes yep uh and in doing so uh just all hell breaks yep. loose i like that you said three people as well because this sets up the best shape in film history which is the triangle uh so with that i feel that like each one of them will go to a different society but then as a result of them talking to each other moving around trying different things they inadvertently set these three societies against each oh, other oh right okay in a kind of like they're kind of like a, a chain reaction catalyst yeah, exactly. sort of thing yeah yeah so I think uh, what we need to do to ground this is choose what those three All right. uh, societies are going to be one of the more well known ones at, at the University of New South Wales where I went mm. is Circus Society yep where you have jugglers you have clowns oh, okay, you have cool. unicyclists yep. you have uh, acrobats <laughs> yep. uh, and it's a very kind of like fringe society yep. but everyone like they're so noticeable because like, hey there's a fire breather yeah. that's really cool do you want to join circus sock no i don't feel like that much of an outsider yeah, yeah, yeah. that i want to like dedicate myself to learning these skills yep. but i also kind of appreciate watching them because they are very very cool all right cool so we'll need to rebrand them because we can't use actual circus sock like in in um at uh i'm not sure how other universities do it unsw is sock is just short for society yep um, and then you just, you know, abbreviate whatever it is. So yeah. I think it just needs to be the something like the clowns or the, uh, the, the carnival folk. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, the carnies. Carnies? We'll call them the carnies. The, done. Uh, so that's the first faction. And first faction is carnies. They're very flamboyant. They're very like outrageous. Are we going to steal the sock thing? Carny sock or? No, I just think the carnies. The carnies? Yeah. Cause I, I like the idea. Like it's just the something, the something, the okay, something sure. against each other. Uh, so yes, they are societies, but we'll drop the actual naming convention there. So we've got the carnies. Uh, I think we need to do a, a political one okay. as well. So uh, the young pollies or something, the conservatives, the conservatives, the Tories. Are they <laughs> not recall Tories over here at all? Stop playing to our international audience. <laughs> AJ, there's only two of them. They don't need you. Yeah, and only one of them is in England. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, does he join the Conservative Party? Does he join the, the Liberals? Is he a, think, a Greenpeace you know kind you know of thing? I think or? that this particular society is just, like, unsure where their policies actually are. Oh, lie. that's good. It, it is just young people who feel as though they want to be involved exactly. in politics. Exactly, but they're not sure where yeah. they should be just involved. Just like, what political party? I was like, we don't know. It could be Conservative. Yeah, it yeah. could be Greens. Yep. It could be... And it's, um, not like, it's not like they're centrists either. They're just like... Um, the politicals. Yeah, they're like, just the politicals. The political sounds great. All right, cool. Um, so, and now we've got the final 
society what have we got is like the the drama and acting society is that yep. too close to the circus I think it is. society I think we need like a, a physical prowess one some kind of sporting sporting society. one yeah, yeah. okay um, um and should it be for uh an underrepresented sport perhaps something that's like not are we going to go the classic ultimate frisbee of uh <laughs> of university where oh. like it's it's a very sort of cliched thing where yep. no one thinks it's a real sport but pe- when people get to oh, you, yeah they uh, take it real they ser- do take it about, very very seriously oh, i mean along those lines i just immediately thought of the quidditch, quidditch society yeah. <laughs> you said that i'm like yeah like i mean like quidditch would work fine as a normal game you don't need to have those little bits of broomstick between your legs to actually do it uh yeah it'd be a fun game without it i've I've watched a documentary uh, about uh national quidditch uh and and at a certain level it's it stops being the um the fun sort of harry potter fans just sort of running around playing it and actually becomes the 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 big jock guys who used to play lacrosse who were actually doing proper body checking and really dominating the sport and like oh you've taken all of the fun out of this charming little game and made it super competitive but i like that because i like the fact that we're not quite diving into the stereotypical jock football players that sort of was the um the domain of like 90s american comedies but we're like no, these jocks love Harry Potter because yeah. they all grew up on Harry Potter. Can and we so, do that? I, yeah. I hear JK is very litigious. She's, yeah, but she's also like really fond of rewriting her own universe every now and then. So look, what we'll do is we'll do in-universe. This group can't legally name themselves after Harry Potter because in the film's universe, like Warner Brothers is yeah. massively litigious. <laughs> so they'll just give themselves a name. Yeah, that's Bloomsbury sent us a cease and desist. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so maybe they're like the Nimbuses or something. Yeah, like, okay. Something that's like, they oh, that's a cute little reference, but we can't be sued for it. Yeah, so they, they can't, and they can't also legally can't call the game that they're playing Quidditch. Quidditch yeah, exactly. And they can't have broomsticks between their legs, but they, yeah, yeah. they find workarounds. So we all know what they're doing. They yeah. all know what they're doing, yeah, but they, yeah. they just can't call it. Um, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll, yeah, we'll call them the Nimbuses. Well, yeah. Then is that uh, is that too close? I just like I, for, for me. It's just they would just call it Wizard Ball. <laughs> <laughs> what are you playing, Wizard Ball? Don't you mean Quidditch? <laughs> no, we can't call it Quidditch. Okay, yeah, yeah, they're playing Wizard Ball. That's fine. But what do we call the society? Because it needs yeah, it's to be true. something. Yeah, it's true. The ball, the, the ballers, <laughs> the ballers, starring uh, Dwayne Johnson and Rob Corddry. No, <laughs> that's a HBO show called Ballers. The Wands. Uh, the Wands. Yeah. The the Bludgers. The Seekers. Oh, again, too litigious. Hey too there, close. George. Was that The Seekers or is that someone else? That's possibly someone else. Uh, um, and what are the other ones? The Snitches? No, nah, we all know no, that Snitches get stitches. Can't do that. Um, <laughs> I don't know what we can call these guys. Uh, the Broom Handles. The Broom Handlers. Yeah, the Broom Handlers. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I like that. Uh, someone, someone in the film has to comment on how bad a name that is. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. like it as being a bad name. Yep. In the same way that we just spent ten <laughs> minutes trying to come up with a good name and couldn't. Yeah. Uh, I imagine the same sort of people sitting around the same sort of table. Yeah. Uh, trying to come up with it. It's like broom handlers. You know, to be honest, I'm just sick of trying to come up with names. So that'll that'll do for now. Yeah. Exactly. So, so we have the um the carnies. Yep. The politicals the and politicals, the broom handlers. The broom handlers. <laughs> So those are the three warring factions that are trying to recruit these our three main uh, characters who are fresh on campus, uh, have come straight from high school, and they really don't know what they're doing with their lives at this point. Um, so what? I mean, look, what are our three characters going to be? I mean, does it matter? It's just they just need I to don't be three think so. people. Yeah, I, it, like literally, we we we're not going to cast gender or race or yeah. sexual orientation. Doesn't matter. To be fair, like I mean. 
you, you experiment. You, you try new things. Yep. Uh, I reckon we just leave it open casting. Whoever yep. comes in and, and does the best job yep. gets to play one of those Who, three uni students. Whoever's the best... Uh, uh, the the best depiction of a millennial these days. Exactly. We'll the Whatever that happens. Whatever to look that at. happens to look like. Um, yeah, it, it doesn't matter. And then we'll get them to play off each other. So what? I mean, what should happen here? Because like, really, I think the, the the I mean, the focus of this story really is on the society. So why do I they have? I think most of these to- most of the times these films are, are built up around set gags. Yep. Like the pu- waking up after having a big night and not knowing what happened. Yep is like a big tick we need to do that in these sorts of films yep, yep. Uh, the unrequited or the the almost chance with a member of the um, the you know the sex that you'd fancy yep and then pursuing that all the week and not really yep. getting anywhere and maybe finally getting together on the final night I don't yep. know if we do a nice resolution to that one no we don't because uh, <laughs> it uh, needs to accurately reflect yeah university spend, life. spend the next three years pining <laughs> after the same person and never getting anywhere with them I, I, I like the idea that like one of them has sort of spotted someone in one of the societies that they kind of fancy and they go and join it and then that person's not really interested in them but then to impress them they go and join the other society to sort of like uh, be more like um, what they're into. So like, it's just like if you uh, like someone or fancy someone or have a crush on them. Yeah. Again, now I'm playing up to the international <laughs> audience. I think I did the Australian, the uh, the UK, and then the uh, American version yep. of of what it means to be infatuated with uh, with someone. Yep. Uh, you do stupid stuff, yeah, which is ill advised. Yep. <laughs> um. So we we have the person uh who's maybe going too hard with the the trying the illicit substances yep. and ends up doing crazy things and passing out we have the person who is infatuated uh, with whatever yep. uh, gender they happen yep, to be infatuated yep, 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 yep. with and then we have a third person we have a third person who's who wants to be a jock so that's why they go for the broom handlers because they are the jocks of this current day and age um, but can't connect with them because these are new types of jocks these are the type of jocks that are like they're not dumb they're not like brain dead, or not brain dead. They're not like big, burly, brainless, uh, gormless uh, dudes. They are people that are like really like analyzing how aerodynamics affects the piece of wood <laughs> that's sticking in between their legs. They compare tactics, like they're, they're in depth. Is, like that, they is are- that enough of a like a character trait wants to be a jock? Or is it like what's. They want to be spoiled. What's, like- what's the motivation there? What's the. Because what's the- everyone else, like, it's like doesn't. Uh, the person who joins a political society isn't do- their main feature is not wants to be political. It's yep. uh, it's wants to maybe going too hard. Maybe yep. yeah. So is this person being what's their their defining characteristic? Their defining defining trait? Are they obsessive? Do they just like, get into it too much. Are they are they the are they needy? Do they want to be accepted? I, I and in th- wanting to be accepted, they push it too hard. I think that this person probably wants the fame of being a local sports person, right? Um, but so it, it is try hard. Then. Try hard. Yeah, you have you have someone who's just trying too hard yep. to fit in, trying too hard to be yep. better than they are. Yep, and. That's that's the kind of person who ends up isolating their friends, I think, in these kind of situations. Yeah, yeah. And so they're the person that, and, and probably trying too hard, they may be in like some sort of what's supposed to be a friendly sporting type competition, yeah. end up taking out one of their friends really hard <laughs> uh, in... In a friendly wizard ball match. In wizard ball, uh, the wizard ball <laughs> semifinals. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and in that in that sense, like that's, that's the end of act two, where it's like, well... If you're going to be like that, we're not friends anymore, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. All right, great. So, so we have the the lovesick, the the substance abuser, and the tryhard. <laughs> uh, 
Come at us, uh, any any young aspiring actors and actresses and yep. uh, whoever really yep. uh, nail those roles. And we'll, yeah, like, that's absolutely. the thing. We don't actually really need to think too much about casting if we're matter, casting. Yeah. But these films are always filled with strange cameos. Yeah, big name people who show up for all of five big, minutes. Big name people, uh, people that are. I, I, I've also noticed that they're like. They don't play to age either. No. They're always just like older than they should be in but this I, context. I think the joke in a lot of senses where you see Nick Frost still at a festival is yep. that it's like the joke is he's too old to be doing that, but there's always those guys who just like can't can't let it go. It's like this is their defining thing and they come back yeah. year after year even when like it's sort of become a little bit the, sad. The alumni who come back for these celebrations uh, year after year. Uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to cast maybe the uh chancellor of whatever university it is as yep. russell crowe oh, yeah, i reckon yep. we can get russell crowe in for a little bit yeah absolutely um i think we also need an on the nose cameo and i feel that like for the wizard ball one we need someone that was in the harry Potter oh films. right okay uh, i want to say rupert grint because he'll do it he just will um <laughs> the guy that played ron i'm aware of who rupert grint <laughs> okay, is good i just worry i'm just like is he on exchange or what's the yeah, guy? Yeah, I feel like, as though this is set in in a fictional university in Sydney, which is why yeah, I cast yeah. Russell Crowe as the yep. Chancellor. Yeah, uh, and then we've like got, he's on exchange. Of he's on. He he's like, what are you doing? I was like, I you know, doing my degree again because yep. I feel like I missed out the first time. Yeah. Oh, what were you doing? I was a child actor. Any yeah, films? Yeah, yeah. Any films that you're in? Probably none that you've heard of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or there's even a nice like we can do. <laughs> I, well, this is actually a gag I'll steal from a uh, flying high slash airplane, but where. It is just the famous person, but they're categorically denying that they are that famous. <laughs> the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. That was very, very funny. Yeah, uh, I like that. We will. We he's categorically denying that he's Rupert Grint yeah. the entire time, yeah. and everyone's pestering him about it until yeah. he finally snaps. Yeah, and he's like, "No, actually, no. I'm going back to being the." I, I like the idea that he snaps because people are getting the like accuracies of the Harry Potter world wrong as well <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. Oh, we need one more cameo. One more. Yep. Um, is there uh, like an Australian one? Oh, oh you're going to political. I was just oh, going to go like, like an Australian musician who plays like the the music event on the final night oh, yeah. where there's a big yep. concert or something like I that. Mean, like who is a young Australian musician? I couldn't tell you. I could not tell you either. I mean, like <laughs> there's some sort of seconds of summer. There are big sort of punk rockish pop bands sure. from Brisbane who are much bigger over six seconds of summer. Yeah, it sounds about right. Then, like, look, I feel like they're not famous enough. If I think we they're can't they're it out. really big in America. Okay, and just like the fact that they're from Australia is lost on yep. must be just be Australians of my like of our generation or anyone yeah. who's older than. The, um, the, I'm I'm sure if they were called Blink One Eighty Two, that I'd know who they are. But uh, <laughs> the slightly older millennials, they're not, us, yep. and uh, so I don't know really what they. All involve. right, so whoever whoever's in that band, whoever's willing. And we'll whatever they the happen band. to be. Just Six the Seconds band. of Summer, I think it's yeah, called. Yeah, just get the whole band. Um, yeah, the, the, the whole band is playing, playing the concert yep. uh, where it's the big penultimate yep. um, uh, event where friends make up being friends. Yep. Uh, confessions of feelings yep. are pronounced to yep. people who may be not as receptive as but, they would be. But this is after a huge battle as well. Oh, absolutely. I think, I, I kind of think maybe Rupert Grint yep. is, is the coach of the... Um, the exchange team who's yep. come over to play in the Wizard Ball yep. finals. Yep. Uh, so he's brought his team across from yeah. um, Oxfordshire or whatever. Yeah, great. You know what I want to do, actually? I want to take... Uh, again, I'm just going to steal stuff from other films, but uh, Monsters University, a film that's mostly kind of average, just had this sort of like... If it's uh, mostly average... The, okay. No, no, they had this like university games concept 
So I feel like the three warring societies need to play games within each of the societies. Uh, I've, I, again, I really, really hated Monsters University. Yeah, look, and I'd rather not did. take... Like, I, I'd still like to keep it as true to O-Week form as possible. All right. Um, whilst also introducing the idea of a, a wizard ball tournament <laughs> and an exchange team that's come across that, for that tournament. I'm sure that that happens. It does happen. Probably not so much in O-Week and probably no so, not so much with international exchange. Yes. But otherwise, yeah. we've got to get Rupert Grint over somehow. Yeah, absolutely. I, I also think that we do need some kind of cameo for the political party, the politicals. Uh, do we, who do we get then? Like, is it an actual Australian politician? No, we can't get that. That's no one would like that. Also, no, no Australian politician is apolitical enough to like be in the politicals party. What about, so, so former Australian Prime Minister Bob Hawke, yep. at one stage held the world record for downing a yard glass full of beer. Yeah, and he does it periodically at like cricket, cricket matches. matches yeah. He'll be sitting there, and someone will buy him a beer. He's got his own brand of beer. So, like, yeah, I kind of feel as though Bob Hawke could show up <laughs> to a party and yeah. just like he's just sort of like, "What is this? Let's get the party started!" Yeah, yeah great. So um, maybe he's like, is he like one of the? I don't know how dorms work in in university, but like, does he run one of the dorms? Does no, he, no, I think he is Bob Hawke. He's just Bob Hawke. He just, he shows, just turns up. He just shows up oh, okay. to the politicals, and yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, it's Bob Hawke!" And yeah. he he just like he turns what is a bo- you know, boring party into yeah. something that's just off the chain. You know what's great about this? We can turn to our old friend uh, product uh, placement, which we haven't done for a while, and just have his beer in there. Sure. Hawks Lager, I think it's called. Uh, buy some today. Um, so, yeah, we can just have him in there just sort of gently shilling his own beer. Um, and, uh, I, I mean, will he be fine with promoting drinking for... I mean, they're all legal age, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, because 18's legal age, and that's probably the first yeah, year perfect. of university, unlike American ones, where it's like, oh, we're showing drinking for a yeah, college yeah. film, and it's all illegal. It's, nah, it's legal over it's here, it's boys. Good. Get in. Uh, so, right, yeah, Hawkey will be up for that. Yeah, Bob, I'll, I'll contact him. Yeah, see if next he's up cricket for match, it. he'll just uh, throw, him, throw him a line and just say, <laughs> hey, you want a cameo in this film? Exactly. <laughs> um... All right, great. And we really so, need to come up with a name. Yeah, for this. we just need a good name. I is mean, it just O week? Just o- yeah. I think it. Yeah, I think that's that's as boring as that yep. sort of sounds. Uh, we spent <laughs> ten minutes trying to come up with a Quidditch Society name. I'm yep. not doing the same thing for no, the name of a film think, where it's it's so obvious what it needs yeah, to be. I think so. o- and the good thing about O week as well is that there's a potential double entendre there that isn't reflected in the actual film itself. Uh, in the same way that like there was a Daniel Radcliffe film a few years back that was called the F word. Um, and then got renamed for something that was less contentious as a concept. Uh, but I think, like, O-Week kind of has certain risque connotations. Does that it? That is in no way reflected in the content of the film. Are you going O-Face? Is this... Yeah, is it, yeah oh, right, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, what swear word starts with O? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, maybe. Could yeah. be. Yeah. And I think just, like, just a little bit of subtle, like, yeah, think about that. And then go and see the film and see if any of your thoughts actually end up in the film. And they it's weird. I wonder if that translates internationally. I know we had the one last week where Captain Driver and yeah. the um, Courageous Company was uh, rebranded overseas. Yep. Uh, it, it like, won't. Yeah. It'll get like, localized. Pe- exactly. Because I, I hear O-Week and I just hear Orientation Week because yeah. I was around university so much. That's just what it yeah. means to me. Yeah. But like overseas, if they just see a thing called O-Week, it's just like, what the? What is that? <laughs> what does that even mean? You know what's really going to be interesting with this one as well? 
Every time you get an American film that deals with that kind of same period of time, it's always like hardcore parties, drinking, um, uh, shenanigans. There's like real clear stereotypical. Yeah, you got your Animal Houses. You've yeah, got yeah. your um. Yep. Uh, what's the one with Will Ferrell and Vince Vaughn? And, oh, I don't something. Uh, and that you know the look of them, but then you're gonna get our little pokey Australian one, and there's like Quidditch players, sorry, wizard ball players, politicians, <laughs> and a group of circus. We didn't even really delve into that so much, <laughs> we don't but. Need to. But that is it is incredibly weird They're and also like, exactly what you find at yeah exactly so. like I think and this is this is good this is a film for the current age the whole the whole beer drinking keg rolling stereotypes of yesteryear are for the older millennials current millennials do crazier crazier crap than we ever did yeah <laughs> so I think we're making a film for them and I think I think that's a wrap I think that I is think it's a wrap on O Week. Housekeeping, as per usual, we are online at moviefilmstudios.net where you can find all of our previous episodes, our bios, and Mephizawedida, the database of films that we've created on this podcast. Search Facebook for Movie Film Studios and join the community where we post clues. I believe we're posting them possibly right now. Yeah, as we're exactly. Recording. So by the time you listen to it, you've obviously gone through the clues and definitely figured out that yep. the... Uh, the three uh, generationally different uh, <laughs> African-American men were yep. the three generationally different African-American men from Shaft. Yep. Uh, you would have probably put in the uh, Masli Nenica <laughs> into, uh, into Google Translate, found, found that it's Belarusian for carnival, <laughs> and hopefully maybe found a tentative link to the you festival. You probably found a more tentative link to the film we just made as a exactly. compared to that film. And um, for those keen anagramists out there, Yeasty Red yes. does tra- anagram into yesterday. <laughs> um, so well done. Well done this week for getting those, yes. uh, those trailer clues. Congratulations. Uh, if you want to listen to our podcast on some other service because you are absolutely dissatisfied with your current service and wish to trade up then go have a look at us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, which I'm pretty sure are the same thing, uh, Spotify, YouTube, Podbean, and pretty much anywhere that you get podcasts from. There are some real weird yeah. aggregators of our content There's right now. There's some spiders just, out there like, that are dragging our podcast to dark corners of the web. To that their we, dens. Yeah. They are burying us. They're wrapping us in spider webs, and then we're never seen ever again. But that's just the way it is. And I think that's it. All that remains is to thank you once again for listening. I've been Isaac. And I've been AJ. Roll credits. Roll credits.